Welcome to the 4A Music Podcast. I'm Charlie. I'm Alex. I'm Amy. On this week's pod, Maggie Rogers on Keeping Art Sacred, James Taylor on Staying Slightly Ahead of the Moment, We Learn What Interpolation Is, New Ooh. Music, and more. First off, how's everybody doing? Seen or heard anything cool that didn't make it into the newsletter next week? Let's start with Amy. Amy, what do you got? Oh my goodness. Um, I freaked you hey. out by picking you first, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> is this where I say I'm moving to New York? Yeah. Okay. The, the thing we planned, but is like now, now it's... very off the cuff, like conversational. Yeah. Yeah, we never... We never, this is not pre um, meditated. Totally not. Um, well, Alex and I are going to be roommates soon, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm really, I'm so excited. I never imagined. It's like one of those life things where you, it's just like the best thing ever, but you never would have guessed. So I'm excited for that. I'm not there yet, but I'm kind of like half, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the, in the midst. So I'm excited. It's weird. It's a surreal to be to want something and then to be kind of doing it, and it's just a weird feeling. But I'm excited. You you've been in like New York City for a minute. Yeah. Like, what's the like, what's that like for people who maybe have thought about living in in New York or moving to New York? Like, I like it. I like it. I think it's like. I guess it depends. It from my perception, I think it's like a bit chaotic, but I'm down for that um you know like it feels it matches up with my like of spontaneity i guess um but also i guess i'm surprised because it can also just kind of feel smaller than i thought because it's just it can kind of be whatever you do every day is your experience of new york like i never had thought of that before so that's cool i'm excited for that because i'm kind of trying to just form a nice everything i'm doing every day you know yeah. So I like it. I don't know. Yeah, getting like some sort of routine together is like kind of critical. Yes, <laughs> like I don't have that yet. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And um, Alexandria, Alex, what do you got? Anything? Uh, well, me and Charlie had like a conversation earlier in the week talking about the Dunning Kruger effect, which essentially just talks about how, you know, people who don't feel like they are experts at something they'll like really feel like oh yeah i'm like a totally ex like i'm totally an expert at this and they go and they do it and you're like whoa but people who are like um like we were saying like people that go to grad school think that everyone goes to grad school but that's not a thing mm. um so i was actually having a conversation with my cousin because i was like ah like do how do I hang out with people she's like Alex like what do you mean how do you hang out with people <laughs> and uh like just like talking about like community and who is within in your community and like um usually those are like like-minded people or people who are on the same you know wavelength as you like maybe career-wise or like we brought up our friend who's going to med school and like she's like drift she's like set herself apart from like our friends from houston's like doing her own thing because she needed to be around like people who are experts in her field and like you know 
learning more about that. So yeah, just using that Dunning-Kruger effect to think about like, first off imposter syndrome and then two, like um, just surrounding yourself with people who are um, going to take you to that level that you want to be taken to. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, there's so much about perception because so one of the parts of that that like idea like what they discovered or what their kind of rule that they set was that like people who don't know like you have to know a certain amount about something to know that you don't know anything about it or that you're not good at it or something and so people who have yeah. very little experience or knowledge in something will oftentimes think they are great at it or know mm -hmm. a lot about it and it's because they just know so little about it that they um they can't perceive like their <laughs> truth of like what the of like what the deal is. I've had this people like happen with computers all the time. Like people who don't really know anything about computers, they'll just say crazy things about like, well, can you just do this with the computer? Like, why can't it do this? Or like, well, and it's like, oh, <laughs> um, well, I don't really know where to start. Like, do you know what a computer is? Like, do you know how it like works in a basic level? Yeah. Um, and as musicians, I think we feel some of this kind of stuff, but there's, there's so much in between of this and it, and it, there's, there's the, the kind of other side of it too, where it's, if you're an expert at something, you kind of assume everyone else is an expert at something. Yeah. So I've had times where I've been playing and I'm like, man, everyone in the audience must think this is just lame, you know, <laughs> cause I'm just like, oh, I'm just playing, you know, this very like nice little thing or whatever and it's like it's probably it's everyone's so bored because i'm not doing like a bunch of crazy chromatic stuff or like beboppy stuff or whatever or like doing an on the spot reharm of this thing <laughs> because i just am like assuming like oh that would be that would be really impressed if i was in the audience and i saw that and i'm like well mm -hmm. yeah you kind of gone to school a lot for music so maybe you have a different perspective I hadn't put like a name to that, but I've been thinking about that, at least in terms of being understood. I have like this epic fear of being misunderstood. I'm trying to decide, I'm trying to like let go of maybe being understood by like a lot of people and just focusing on, on like the people that I feel that we understand each other. But it's just such a weird thing to me. Like you can misunderstand each other so easily based on even just that, like how much you know or perceive you know about what you're talking about. Yeah. I think even that though, like uh, just within that realm of being understood or being misunderstood, something that my mom always told me is like, um, if you can't fully understand yourself, then don't like try to like spend your energy on someone who, you know, trying to get someone to understand you because like how can you can we how can we expect someone to do something that we can not do fully yet so we're not experts yeah. on, sometimes we're experts on ourselves but other times like when we're in disarray or in chaos or in like survival mode we're like rah, 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 like how yeah or we don't feel completely and authentically ourselves mm -hmm. well even in the best of times it's, it's like knowing yourself is it's like a pretty big goal, you know, I think for a yeah. lot of people, but that is interesting too. like the being misunderstood or wanting people to understand you, you know, I think like, that's like a, that's a huge part of like the modern, like way of existing. It feels like, you know, because it does feel like, yeah, you just everyone gets these little sound bites. I mean, I've been thinking about that, seeing family and stuff the last couple of weeks where it's like, 
you get in the room with someone for the first time and everyone's hanging out and everyone is just like saying all their stuff, like all their news and all their ideas, like as fast as they can. Like they're just trying to yeah, get it yeah. all out because they're like, I know someone's going to cut me off or like everyone else has news too. So I'm just trying to like give them like the, like, you know, the outline of like yeah, what my life happened. is, like everything I've thought like really deeply about or whatever, or not so deeply about, but, and then everyone just kind of does that. And then like 10 minutes later, everyone's like, like around Ew. the table, just like, <laughs> like, yeah, just like taking yeah. me back. Like, wow, that was like really intense. And then you just kind of sit there and like, what do you want to talk about now? And I'm like, well, I could go back to the thing we were talking about before. <laughs> that was like a huge thing for me that I like said for 10 seconds, you know, like we could go back to that. Yeah. It's like we're all on social. It's like even when we're in person now, like there's a little bit a tendency to like talk like we're on social media, like like that. 140 characters or whatever. Yeah, it's tough. That's why podcasts are yeah. so great because we just talk forever. And if, like, <laughs> if people are bored by what we're saying, they can just like skip past or go like two times the speed. When you guys listen, do you, <laughs> when you listen to podcasts, do you ever do like the faster version of the thing or? No, I can I already, oops, I can already barely, I, I don't know. I think there's something going on with my brain. I can barely understand English sometimes when someone's speaking. Like I'm even watching shows with closed captions because I'm just like, what are they saying? <laughs> so, that doesn't bother you? I don't know what's going on. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like captions because I look but, at them, but you're looking yeah, at them. I'm, I'm fully looking at them and uh yeah so the slower podcast is definitely for me <laughs> you're like slowing it down and like watching the transcript yeah i can't I, it makes me nervous i tried to do that for like in high school when i would have to read stuff and i was getting to you know it's not for bed like one two one point two five but then i would i really it really makes me nervous i don't like it i'm like Ugh. yeah it's intense there is something to like the normal rhythm of how people talk that I think it, it is lost with that kind of stuff. I understand why people, yeah. do it, but, um, well, that even happens. Wow. Tangent central, but that even happens on YouTube. Like my brother will comment on how it's so cut up and I forget about it when I have watched the person for long enough. I'm just like, Oh, this is normal, but it's like not at all. Yeah, like well, they'll do cuts and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuts and it's like a little close up and it's like back. Yeah, yeah. I've tried to do that too when I made videos because I thought it was like, um, oh, there should be no dead time because everyone's super right. busy. So as soon as there's like a dead second, they're gonna like they're out. Yeah, they're out. You know, like yeah. unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, I can never just no, but editing I can never decide. Anyway, we can talk about that. That's really hard, and it's later, almost like but... in. Um, to get it back to music for a second, it's almost like in vocal recordings where it's like, do you edit out the breath sound? <gasps> you know, it's oh, like, yeah. Do you like, you know, are you doing like automation and going like really quiet between parts of singing? Or are you like letting the, the mic thing like that's, I feel like I always, I try kind of both and I'm just kind of like, oh, it doesn't feel like there's a perfect answer. Yeah. Have you heard that Kiatis Coyote story for like the, I think the mixer someone like cut out all of all of Napalm's breaths and she was like no and so wow. she went back in and like re-recorded stuff because he just like over mixed it hmm. and she was not happy with 
you know what was happening because she's like the breath is essential to the yeah to the that's song. cool yeah. yeah you do lose, lose like the organic thing of it i've heard like luciana souza say stuff like that too when she's she's like no you i want it i want people to hear the breath before mm -hmm. i before i sing like that's part of like the movement of it and all that kind of stuff i think um yeah i think it can i think there's obviously times where it's like you probably don't want to hear like <gasps> you know whatever that kind of, it kind of maybe depends on the breath too i'm sure like luciana is taking like the most calming sort of like yeah like all part of the same phrase like uh, yeah yeah really yeah, nice. yeah. Like, like, <laughs> i'm about to pass out kind of breath but um cool well that was that was a great that was a great conversation uh let's let's hop into the this week's newsletter uh for four a's worth sharing um amy i think you're gonna kick us off i am it's funny like the timing of this because when i was thinking about stuff i was like i always wanted to be something i actually like so i get nervous about the timing where it's like am i gonna be able to find something that you know like i wanted to be like honest but i love james taylor so much like i just grew up listening to him and i even the past whatever couple of months every time i'm in a long car ride i've been listening to his live album i just love mm -hmm. him so and i didn't know though that he was on colbert um for the whole week which is so cool i love that they do that um because it's got to be such a cool experience for him and for that band yeah. you know um but yeah i loved i mean i just think he's an incredible person and obviously i don't know him but the way that he performs is feels so genuine to me which is something that's i think has always been important to me, but I'm finding is just like really important in artistry, I guess, is just this idea that if you have musical values that they show or just that they, like you are who you say you are kind of thing mm -hmm. through music. Um, yeah, but I I really liked the the video of Shower the People and then just the stuff he had to say was cool because I'm definitely somebody who thinks back and is like, oh, eh, you know, in performance, like I'm just so aware of what happens, which. Maybe we should remind okay. people what uh, like what his what he said or what. The, oh, yeah. The quote is. yeah, that would be very helpful. His quote is you either you want to be either in the moment or slightly ahead of it. And he was talking about actually like performing, um, which I think is is so wise because once it's happened, everybody else is listening to what's happening right now. And then it's like, if you're back there, you're not going to be serving the moment. I don't know. So I, just, I liked that because he did also talk about it in terms of nervousness. I feel like that philosophy almost not it doesn't get rid of nerves but it just kind of like puts them in a place because if the present moment is the only thing that matters there's not like a ton of room for being nervous in the present moment because that's i feel like what happened and what's coming so yeah i don't know it was cool also to hear him talk about being nervous because for me i'm just like oh james taylor like <laughs> you know he's such a he's such a hero to me so it's like definitely just comforting to hear 
people be honest about that kind of thing. I think it's always comforting, like, to hear the truth of those feelings, like, whether it's mm -hmm. nervousness or whether it's feeling like, oh, it's so hard to get up and write, or it's so hard to force myself to practice sometimes, or right. um, I was reading a like a thread on Twitter today just talking about like how hard it is to tour and everything and how mm. it's like the things you see on Instagram is like very much like everyone living their best life and like oh touring is so easy and awesome and great and then it's like but it's like you don't hear the real truth and it's like basically if you talk to anybody who's touring especially right now but really anytime it's like man this is really hard and it's like I'm, you know, people are kind of struggling and then you see the Instagram thing and there's like butterflies flying around them, you know, yeah. kind of <laughs> um, La -la. eating fancy dinners and stuff. And it's like probably, <laughs> probably the one time they ate like a fancy dinner that wasn't like Taco Bell or something. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever the thing is. Yeah. I actually like Taco Bell. Me too. Uh, but yeah, it's always, it's always feels great to just like pull back the curtain and just feel like, oh, okay. Yeah. These people that are our gods are real. Mm -hmm people and they have you know they have these um they have these like real problems and real real like anxieties or thoughts and worries about all these kinds of things but um it's interesting for me too like the he you know he didn't just say like be in the moment which i feel like you know people say all the time but he said like slightly ahead of it and like i yeah. was thinking about that you know um after you brought this up and it, it was kind of like I do feel sometimes when I'm playing that I'll be in the moment and then like some, like the next thing will happen. I'm not like fully prepared for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh my God, here's the next section or something. And it's like, Oh, I haven't, I didn't like, I didn't go there a little bit ahead of time so that I was like ready to like kick butt in that part. I was like yeah. feeling my, like feeling it and being in the moment here. And then it's like, you kind of like walk off the end of the dock or something. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I think I think that's yeah. I think that might be a, a critical part of this kind of like being in the moment thing. Obviously, the past we know is bad and scary, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> we know we've had seems, there. We can all agree, but the yeah. um, but then like the being in the moment and being slightly like slightly in the future or slightly you know, yeah. kind of like looking ahead that that yeah. makes that kind of like clicked something for me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's all like a balance because if we're too far ahead, then like it's, we're not able to just enjoy what we just did. Or like even like on a grander scheme of things, like always looking ahead, like within whatever you're doing right now and not enjoying the right now. But I feel you like getting so caught up in, in what's happening right now. Sometimes you're like, like yeah. up. hold up, I need to prepare myself. But I guess that's also like James Taylor. He's probably like, um, like when you've done that much touring, I guess, or something like you can get just like on an autopilot, I'm guessing. And you've, he's done this music for so long. Mm -hmm. So he can like be slightly ahead and like I, maybe he enjoys that more or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. If you really know something too, I was thinking about that. Like, just wanting to be able to know things so well that you can do that and just enjoy like oh let me look over there like if you know where you're going and maybe yeah. that's not a good like <laughs> be safe everyone but like if you whatever if you know where you're going and you are comfortable 
you're you feel like free to do like some other things which yeah. i feel like he was saying like maybe you take another risk or you're like oh i know how that feels let me try something else he also prioritizes the art which is so cool <laughs> i mean we could probably do like a whole podcast on james taylor because yeah i have lots of things to say just about his, his singing and and all of that kind of stuff is like is is pretty unique i think you know mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and people of his generation and all that kind of stuff. But um, I also wanted to ask you both what you thought about the this like American Standard album because I um, but and this is what he was kind of like promote like partly maybe promoting or this is the tour that he's on right now is is this mm-hmm. al- this album of standards. I was kind of checking it out a little bit and it's so funny because like there's so many people that have done this kind of thing you know like rod stewart and the you know and it's like it, yeah. and so there's almost kind of something silly about it it's almost the opposite of like what sinatra did where it was like he kind of like started doing more it was like um you know obviously like jazz standards and like that kind of thing and like singing with big bands and all that and then like much later in his life he's singing like Joni mitchell songs and he's singing like mm. you know kind of silly uh like sillier like pop tunes of that i mean actually his version of um both sides now is like oh i haven't heard it me it's neither. like actually kind of killing because he's so old and he's kind of like Aww. sad it's like the sad there's like a sad a couple sad sinatra albums like right at the end and Aww. and um and so like that i actually really like it it's kind of silly like on that album particularly like some of the um orchestration and stuff like the actual like instrumental parts are like a little a little silly but the um but you know it's just like i've looked at clouds from both sides now you know, just like, and, like he says that and you're like i really think you have like i really feel yeah like, yeah yeah that feels real you know <laughs> yeah um just in the same way that the you know Joni original feels real and all that kind of stuff but um but anyways it that's and like and other people like Sarah Vaughn and stuff had that too, where it was like mm-hmm. later in life was doing um, more kind of like poppy R and B, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's interesting that like the pop singers, the trend is almost kind of like flipped or whatever. Like they have a similar journey. It's just like in reverse. It's like Mario Kart track, but like the reverse. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart track. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but, wow, now I'm just seeing the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i think i think it just speaks to what amy was speaking to earlier like he just kept it about like the art and like remaining true to the sound and space that he's created mm-hmm. um that's what i've enjoyed most about like just all of his artistry is just like not once do you think that he copped out or like that he you know had to um, sacrifice a part of himself or his or his art to, you know, whatever. So he remained true the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to think of it that way. Yeah, that makes me think of this. Um, I'm not going to know where this comes from. So now it's just like a quote coming out of nowhere. But I was talking to someone recently and we were, she was telling me, I just was all amped up about whatever. And she was like, well, don't like she was she read something. So it wasn't her, but it came from this. My friend, she was saying, don't try to change the way people move through the world. And then let's go of like so much stuff. So but I was just thinking about that in terms of music. It's like if someone's being 
themselves artistically for me I don't really have the energy to be like I hate this like this is or like I whatever I just I usually appreciate stuff that's that feels like they're just being who they are through their music and I think it's cool too that there's a set of rep that's for me really universal in the realm of people who know that yeah I don't know because you hear people all the time being like well they could have done this or like it's yeah. a little folksy like people are so like <laughs> critical you know but it's like yeah. <laughs> I don't know I kind of dig like when someone's just doing their thing or maybe I don't but at least I can be like I hate it but like you do you yeah, well, <laughs> nothing I, mean, I can do yeah, I think that does kind of answer my question because there's kind of two parts to it I, I think there's a part where it's like the you know like who can do jazz or like who can do standards or you know what i mean like yeah that whole who, thing who is it for and it's like oh that's not rod stewart this is not for you opera singers <laughs> no like you're not allowed in the club or whatever <laughs> like and i don't necessarily have that feeling i mean it's no. a, it's a little bit like the jazz police thing that was around when i was like younger where it was like no like that you know you can't you can't do that song without like a swing feel or, you know, it's like that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Like, Oh, this is a jazz album. Like then why is like a Beatles tune on there? That's not <laughs> jazz. You know, like that was really like a thing that was happening. Oh, wow. And now it kind of almost feels like the opposite where it's like, Oh, you can't do jazz. Like you didn't go, where do you go to school? <laughs> you know, like for jazz, you know, it's like, I think there's some of that energy. And I also think it's kind of a bummer too, but the, um, but the other part of this is kind of like what you're talking about where it's like, who owns, the art and I think like fans or audience or listeners or whatever I think like we're much more uh we feel much more entitled to like be like or own own like the art that people are making you know like I have this all the time with like movies I was like why did they do that like I love Star Wars why did they they should have done this like they should have made that happen you know like <laughs> they shouldn't have killed Han Solo like that yes. you know, or whatever that is. Like, <laughs> they did that wrong. Or, um, you know, like, Oh, Bon Iver, Like, I don't want this to be so spooky and electronic. Like I want you to be in a cafe somewhere. I'm not, Jocelyn I'm not... always says this. Jocelyn always goes, everybody's a critic. <laughs> I don't know if it's from something else, but exactly that where it's like, everyone has like a opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like almost like everyone's a producer or something. It's like yeah. like a music. Everyone's a music, and it's like I don't know. I it kind of makes sense why that's the case. It, maybe it's because there's so much out there that you feel like you really can like elect and like pick and choose exactly your mm. little thing, and then when it kind of mm. goes in a different direction than you're predicting or something, um, it feels like a it feels like they tricked you or something. But I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, our second uh, our second A from the newsletter was Maggie Rogers' detour to Harvard Divinity School and Coastal Maine uh, during the pandemic from the New York Times. Um, the big quote in this is, I wanted to build a framework for myself for how to keep art sacred. And uh, so this was something that I chose. I thought it was really interesting. I really like Maggie Rogers. I think she's like a really brilliant songwriter and... On this new album, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, I, th I think like um, she's making some like a much broader kind of like spectrum of sound, like both vocally, but like both with the 
with like the production and all that kind of stuff it's, it was just really cool um and i really i was like really um connecting with this like you know kind of during the pandemic like just kind of like going away and kind of like being in a a place and kind of just trying to figure out what to do and and to like the fact that she kind of like really put her money where her mouth is in terms of like okay i'm really interested in this like i care a lot about like the music and the that i'm making and i and i want to understand it in like a broader context mm. and so it's like she just goes to grad school you know to like kind of figure that thing out i think that that's like a it's it's actually kind of like refreshing to hear about somebody going to grad school or doing that kind of thing in a slightly unrelated field number one but two like without really much expectation that it will like pay off in some sort of like monetary or like mm -hmm. yeah. um you know career like big capital c career way or something you know it's kind of refreshing to just be like i'm interested in this i'm gonna go study it, it feels like almost kind of like old world to me like oh i'm just yeah. gonna go to italy because like i'm kind of interested in like this organ that they have there yes um, you know, yeah. you know it's like, that's kind of a cool idea for me um to think about a little bit and uh yeah she says i talk i talk so much about the artist's job being to feel feeling through the last couple of years there's been so much pain and so much suffering and so much injustice in the world it brought up a lot of questions for me about what i believe and how i want to structure my artist artistic practice or my business or my life and mm -hmm. so she's like went to divinity school it didn't i i got the sense like from the article that it was like not even particularly about like religion for her that it wasn't that it was like she says like music is my religion you know like mm. so she's not necessarily connecting to any sort of specific dogma but it's like she's like music is my religion and so i wanted to like look at it through that lens it's really kind of fascinating and then this album uh that she just released uh, it was last week or two weeks ago or something surrender is was her um was her kind of like thesis project that was like kind of her main project that, that came out of this in combined with like doing these um like kind of doing this uh songwriting club with like people like feist and a couple yeah of what i heard about that so me too i think that's so cool i've never done a um like a club like that but i've been like me neither i've been really interested to do it but it, it always feels like it's like oh i'm, I'm not like I don't know if I'll be able to convince other people to do that. Or also like, it seems kind of stressful to like every, every week or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. like the first couple of weeks must be kind of like slightly nerve wracking or something to be like, right. Here you go. It was like something I made on my computer. With like like a little baby. Pops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I didn't spend weeks and weeks and weeks and like a, a year, like, you know, figuring this out or something. But, right. Um, but I would, I would be down, but I, I haven't really done that before. But um, so any any thoughts about this uh, this article or? I actually liked. I listened to the record today. I just went on a little walk because it feels great in Boston today. Ooh. I don't know why it felt just so beautiful. Um, I was like, oh, I should take a listen to the record, and it sounds. I think it sounds pretty different from her first one. Mm. um yeah so it, you i guess like through that like you can hear the transformation within herself and like really you know focusing on maggie being maggie 
and like you can hear it like in the production like you can hear like what was i thinking like early 2000s like like pop rock like influences and mm. um but also like the sensitivities of like the vocal sensitivities that are happening right now like everyone likes to use the break like um so it's like I don't want to keep using Joni as an example, but she's like the icon, but like Joni, like Brandy Carlisle-esque, but like if they like were into rock, mm. like super heavy. Um, so I enjoyed that. Um, like I really enjoyed the production of the album. Like, I think that's what drew, drew me to it. So I, and I think that's what's different from the past album or this one. It's really just like, she really like, honed in what she wanted sonically um and like some of the lyrics she chooses are like really funny like she's got like a tune called i've got a friend it's like kind of hilarious but like kind of great i think it's my favorite song on the record um but yeah i don't know like i think the fact that she went to divinity school first off she didn't even go to like oh let me go to conservatory so i can feel out what i want to do as an artist mm-hmm. not conservatory but like music school-esque type thing or like um like a songwriter's retreat or something she's like no let me go to a school where like your people learn about the supernatural um mm-hmm. so I find that really interesting that she literally thought music as like a supernatural thing that some most people don't really tend to think about it as something as such. Um, but she she ultimately saw it as like how some like I guess using music as a religion is like kind of seeing like music as a sort of like God thing, godly type thing that can help heal and that serves as a vehicle for love, serves as a vehicle for um what else? honesty or so i don't know yeah those are my thoughts that i'm thinking <laughs> yeah maybe it's like, a, it's like a um serves as like a way to kind of connect us or bind us or something right it's like the, yeah. this idea of like yes. a maker or something but yeah it is interesting because like i think most music is it's in college is taught like a science and um it's interesting to think of it like in the opposite way because it is that too you know and it, yeah. and actually that might be a healthier way to like come at it <laughs> you know what i mean to like come at it from like a spiritual sense or something or come at it from like um almost like a mystical place or or understanding or like trying to understand um how how it works in those ways you know like w- what about it is compelling in those ways because i think like I think we get really hung up on the scientific part of it so much right. so that it's like, you know, it's, um, it kills the spirit, the spiritual part of it in some ways, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's almost, it's really hard sometimes to have both, to have both of those things coexist. Uh, I, I, that's what people bring up all the time. It's just kind of like, how can you believe in God and believe in science, you know, and science yeah. really is a religion too, you know, like the, the, you know, that, that kind of thing where it's like, I believe there are black holes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I believe there's dark matter. I believe like, there are these little tiny atoms and they have like little pluses and minuses on them, like charges. And it's like, I've never seen any of that stuff. Like, 
but I, so that I just believe all of that, you know, mm, okay. Right. Um, and, and so, th so there are all these kind of like religions that we, uh, that are, and, and music is like such a pure one, you know, it's like, it's really hard to see. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, there, there's, you know, um, I, I don't think people would use like the dogma of music to like do like horrible acts mm -hmm. of violence or something you know what i mean it's like oh all, my God. there's no crusades of music although <laughs> maybe there is i don't know that's <laughs> that would be an interesting like what is the if we think of music as a religion like what fills in all the what fills in all the aspects of that of like historically or something maybe it's not our place to do that but the, um i'm not the person probably but it is interesting yeah Wow, sorry, my brain is like, I have things in my brain, but I just, I'm like, processing. Yeah, I also think like, wow, it's just so interesting to try to put into words something that's like, so, feels so big. So I do think it, in that framework, like, the way I have said it in my brain is that it teaches me values. Which is kind of like similar to what people look to religion to do in terms of like a framework for what is important to them and like what is the point or why are we here or like what is the greater thing. Yeah, I guess I'm just impressed at the desire to like want to have a broader context and and a framework for stuff because I do think there's like such a spectrum of what people are doing and i think like on the on the whatever maximum potential like hyperdrive <laughs> do you know what i'm trying not like you know what i'm saying like that i think is all of this stuff to me like it's so interesting that music has all of that power and yet there's like so many different things happening yeah because that Man, this is like a little cruel of me to say, but I was thinking the other day, like when people don't actually listen when they're playing together, sometimes it's like difficult to really think that it's music when it's like this music, if that makes sense. Like I yeah. can get with music that's just like, we're having fun, we're like chilling. It's not like we don't have to make it like that, but when it's like, whatever, this vehicle that that you're kind of surfacing, like to me, all of the values become that much more important if it's going to be used for that like love and connection and like healing and human experience i guess yeah i don't know sorry that might have taken a different that's just what my brain did after you guys i want to like go back and hear what you said again because <laughs> i was like i, I was like i do <laughs> but i took notes i'm like i love I don't know. It's like it's very interesting to think about. It makes me. It makes my brain kind of light up a bit. I don't know. But, I mean, there's a lot to say about listening too. You know, I don't think. I I think even in casual situations, if you're just hanging out with people, it's like you, you have an expectation they're going to listen to you when you're saying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It just seems so silly Hopefully. that in this, uh, like, in a in a situation where you're making music with somebody, that they like kind of wouldn't do that. Right. Yes. But there are people, though, who pay more attention to what they're saying. 
Yeah. But Charlie's like, not uh, not in my circle. He's like, I'm not hanging out with those people. <laughs> those people he's I like, hang, I hang yeah. out with I 100% know. I... No, but like, but you're, you're right though. Like, it's so interesting that that's like optional. Like that shouldn't be, I don't know. But I guess those people don't feel, don't feel as though music is sacred for them. It's just something that, oh, hey, hey, you know, that's how they approach it. Or they haven't like, they haven't, been to mecca or something or they have you know what i mean yeah 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 i think there are a lot of people too that like follow religion and don't really fully understand it you know it's like they just show up to church or whatever like someone Mm. not to make that not to take this um analogy like ultimately too too far but Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like there are people that just kind of show up and i think they're that's true for music musicians too and then there are people that are like yeah they're like deep in it and you can like you can feel it that they're like kind of there with you, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm scared people are going to think, Oh yeah. When we play music, it has to be serious all the time. It doesn't have to no, be serious. No. Yeah. But we just mean like, like just respecting each other as humans and respecting the, you know, which ultimately is a sign of love. Like just, yeah. Music is love, whatever. Hippie to be hippie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Let's, uh... Is it my turn? So Beyonce, of course. Um, uh, controversy swirls as the Queen Bee reviews Khalees interpolation from Energy amid controversy over songwriting credits. I was like, when I was doing our little like research of the day first. I um I came across well first I came across this and I was like oh my gosh this would be so good for the newsletter because somebody like posted Gleese's like she was going off on Instagram or something and I was like oh at first I was like a total Beyonce stan I was like oh my gosh Beyonce you know I still am a Beyonce stan <laughs> but, but I also understood where like Khalees was coming from in the sense oh maybe I should talk about interpolation first so interpolation is uh, you should read the read the newsletter and then <laughs> I had to look that up because I was like I like the, the word kept coming up and I was like I, I, that's something I feel like I, they're saying <laughs> like it's a word I should know what it means. yeah so it's like using the melody from a song not necessarily sampling it so like the artist re-records it and yada 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 so like Beyonce used uh, Khalees's milkshake like song or not beyonce pharrell's sorry Khalees just performed it but my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and is but that one yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh Khalees like went off on instagram and was like i'm just disappointed that beyonce uh beyonce's team did not inform me or beyonce herself like it's not like we're strangers blah 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 and she was talking about how she thought um, Pharrell was kind of a hypocrite because he's, and this is also hard for me to hear because I love Pharrell. I think he's one of the greatest producers of all time. One of the great, you know, wow. Um, and she's like, oh yeah, um, Pharrell uh, just like talks about artists like, 
getting credit for the work they've done with the song and here he goes and you know not even talking to me about how the song is going to be used on Beyonce's album and she was just Mm -hmm. really disappointed in that and um to me it got me like it got me thinking like this has long been like a thing in the music industry like songwriting credits I think like the biggest one that we that I was first made aware of was like Barry Gordy and like Motown and how he had rights to all the songs um even though all those artists wrote they actually wrote the songs and they you know performed them made them famous but they didn't make any money off of it um so that's swindling um but this has long been an issue in the music industry and I I know this this is like kind of different like Felice does not have any credits um on the song but maybe I was thinking shouldn't if we're like going in this direction of like political correctness in the music industry why not be politically correct and just put like put her in the credits like performed by police like no Mm. one would know the song if she hadn't you know toured it in the 90s or whatever or she isn't it's everyone literally knows that song um so yeah i don't know this isn't like pharrell's first time like in trouble with like songwriting things like we know about the robin thick and thrill thing mm-hmm. but i'm just ugh, i love pharrell wow. <laughs> he's so like he's such a good songwriter and producer and like he has great skin it's like <laughs> come on like like let's do this thing just you know could have just had a simple phone call hey like you're and i i see like felice's point like i i wouldn't i don't know if i would have been upset because if like beyonce nodded like to my to me to me as an artist i'd be like oh my gosh you know like yeah yeah Beyonce, like (laughs) like beyonce low-key pre-recorded by melody what but i understand like as an artist like she would she would have it's like weird when you didn't know and like all of a sudden everyone's like telling you like oh my gosh your song is being used or not even her song the song that she performed is being used so Mm -hmm. I don't know like maybe the music industry has some some thinking to do about creating contracts that are fit for artists for them to you know truly get the credit that they deserve for the, the art that they create that's just my two cents on that ish or a of the week did pharrell give permission i should probably know that but yeah well pharrell's like on the like pharrell in that uh what's the team i forget what the team is called or it's like him and the other nerd yeah oh so i think I think they're on the album kind of proper. Like I think they they were like oh. doing production stuff. I think they produced the song or something. So he just was like, "Let me so just like he's that. already in the thing." So like it wasn't even like it. It seemed like well, he's they're like he's producing this song, and like he's it's his name on the credits of the original, you know, the yeah. milkshake. And so it was like it seemed like kind of like well, from a legal perspective, that's kind of that. Um, I, I think what's it's... this is kind of um, 
sorry to jump in, but the, I, the, you know, this is, it's kind of similar to the Lizzo thing mm -hmm. the week before, or two weeks before where it's kind of interesting, like how much, um, like how much editing is happening after the, after these albums are released, you know, I didn't, I didn't know like post-release yeah. it's just kind of crazy. Like people are talking about how, like, you know, like you could, if you're listening on streaming, like you're listening to all these different versions of the things, you know, and obviously yeah. Kanye had that kind of like whole, whatever the BS with his last weird <laughs> album that was like <laughs> changing constantly and like a just huge mess. But like, yeah, the, uh, so out. but it's like, uh, but it, it's kind of interesting too, that like, this is framed. I don't, I don't think necessarily by us, but it, it's been framed like by the internet is like, that this is like Beyonce's fault. Like it's like, oh, she needs to figure this out. When really it's really it comes down to like Pharrell. You're yeah. like being a bummer. I think it's like the Beyonce has is um has transcended like to this a complete other level of like I mean, you know, she just is so dominant like in the in, in the music industry and it's intent entertainment in general. It's just like um, you know, she really is like bigger than many like then it's really hard to even imagine an artist that's bigger than her or like has been bigger than her you know what i mean it's like she's kind of the beatles level kind of thing or whatever but in a very different time you know yeah. um, like a black woman and like in the age of the internet and all that stuff so like they're it's kind of crazy and so i think some people have kind of been like well why didn't beyonce just like throw her a bone like Lisa Bone, just be like, okay, here, what, here's a million dollars, like, or whatever. I'm gonna put you on the thing. You're gonna get like a quarter of a percent of something. It's like it's not gonna, not gonna matter that much to Beyonce, really. You know what I mean? Like her, her pocketbook. But like, mm -hmm. but that's just, then that's kind of silly a little bit because it's like, why is it her responsibility to like kind of go back in time and like time cop like fight like she needs to go mm -hmm. back in time and fight hitler or something it's like that's gonna that's like what the beyonce is so great and smart she just needs to go back and like fight all the evil people from you know and like fix all the wrongs you know yeah it seems like a little funky um so that's kind of where this was all sitting but it yeah, yeah the, in the learning about interpolation or whatever like figuring out what that that all is and i'm like oh that's what that's called <laughs> i was like oh yeah, yeah i've seen this dua lipa thing and i think she's saying like she sings some like line from a song like she sings the melody of the song and the words of this like a uh kind of clip from a different song i'm forgetting what it is off the top of my head but it's like just in the middle of one of her songs and it's just as it just is kind of crazy i'm like how can you do that you know mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. different when sonny rollins is like quoting <laughs> like old show tunes or something you know like yeah solos i think that's a very different sort of thing yeah. um but maybe that's interpolation too i don't yeah. know well, that's true like even like um snow allegra has a song called do for love which is like the bobby caldwell song like what you won't do for love and she like no one we don't talk about that or um but actually, like, Beyonce also had to change, I forgot what song it was, but it had the same word, the same derogatory term that, this is, this is conspiracy time. So <laughs> the same word that Lizzo got in trouble for is yeah. the same word Beyonce got in trouble for, but Pharrell has a, like, a song on his nerd album with that word is, like, the title. What? Yes. 
And then I was like, okay, so I did some digging. I was like, okay, so why are like one of the most iconic like pop, you know, artists right now, why are they getting like kind of canceled because of this this term? And then I did a little research and I was like, okay, so <laughs> who, else, who else has used this term? Because I, I, I'm going to be honest, like I did not know that it was a derogatory term and apparently it's like well-known and like, you know the uk but it's not you know known in america um a lot of songs use that like future has like i think like five or six songs with the same term huh. and like you know a bunch of other like um artists that we consider like big time or whatever so it was, i was just like so why lizzo and beyonce why not future why not why can't pharrell change what why isn't pharrell changing the name of his song it, it contains the same derogatory term or you know why now do people are, are people paying attention to this term mm -hmm. i don't know well of course like the like sensibilities change you know um it is an interesting idea though like to go back like should we should we go back and like edit Mm. these things out of you know like um words that maybe are are uh hurtful now because of uh, because of new context or whatever or are understood to be hurtful now or something mm. going back and and changing them it is really interesting when it's like um some of it seems to be like connected to intention or something it's kind of like some artists will will write lyrics that are like purposely trying to kind of like stir the pot or like they know it's like funky and so it's like there's not the expect i don't think anybody like made beyonce or lizzo like change those things i think like you know what i mean like they didn't like yeah. at least didn't come and, and <laughs> i hope yeah and, um uh but like you know i mean it's, it's not like that they didn't get sued over those words necessarily you know it's kind of like mm -hmm. oh they don't they're they don't want to because of the music they make too you know because it is pop and yeah and for like a really really broad audience um it might be different than if like kendrick does a thing or future does a thing um you know it's, it's almost provocative on purpose or something because that's maybe part of the brand too hmm. I, I think Fair. also this album from beyonce the um is really kind of like i think it's like four that from what i've like heard about it it's like you know kind of like four like the gay club scene kind of a thing and it's supposed to be like a big tent kind of thing or like or like or having these people come in you're like kind of like for these for these beyonce fans that have kind yeah. of been around for forever and so i think it's it's kind of like okay well listen we didn't know that that word was like uh, was taken that way or that and so it's like we're just going to edit it out it's like not worth it for us like that it's not it's mm -hmm. not like a core belief or something or it's like not, <laughs> it doesn't connect deeply to what i was trying to say in that song or something yeah i, I could see that but but that's a uh, that's a really hard dance to have to do constantly yeah. i can't imagine well also it's interesting to me because like I hope this doesn't come out weird because I obviously like want everyone to feel comfortable and like safe and not for anyone to feel offended. But I do think it's important to like know where things came from or why something is a problem instead of like getting rid of it all. 
So I don't know. Like, the editing thing is, I think, cool that people can kind of, like, fix up something that they had a blunder on, like, pretty quickly. That's, like, cool, I think, especially when you have, like, such a huge platform. But I'm curious, like, where the line is in terms of, like, we want to remember things that aren't good so we know what they are so we can learn from them, like, in terms of having context. I don't know. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it means that you just like delete all these ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like it, maybe in back in the day, you used to just like put out an apology or something, you know, like you do a press conference. There were plenty of those. Remember like the like, YouTube oh, apologies? Yeah, it's like, I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. Kind of yeah. Not, but I'm really sorry. You know, it's like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or all those different kinds of things. And then, but like, you know, they weren't going to go reburn. A million cds or something you know right I mean? right right as the planet weeps but now it's just kind of like uh, i hit a button you know some producer yeah. goes like like clicks on something it takes 10 seconds like bounces it and then sends it to spotify or whatever and it's like done we apologize yeah. we did you know i think like a lot of times people are like okay you can apologize but like do something about it like fix yeah. it you know what i mean and um it, it, I, I understand what Sorry. you're saying though like, do you fix it by erasing the... That's my only fear. It's just, like... Nice to know there was a mistake. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or just accountability. Like, making sure that all of us humans learn what that is. I don't know. What, Alex, what were you going to say? I just... I'm scared of what will happen with music if we try to always remain politically correct. Mm-hmm. I don't think Beyonce's intention was to be like, you know, to, you know, hurt or, you know, anything. And these are just like micro, not microcosms. They're just, it's like a, a, a point in a trend. I feel like that's happening that I think society is leaning more towards is like politically correctness. But I feel like sometimes music this is just personal opinion. Like sometimes music shouldn't be so that it can have the space to criticize as well. I don't know. I think Kendrick is a good example of that. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think he's the most, um, politically correct but i think he's gotten poetic about it he's like more mm -hmm. poetic about it he's super honest from yeah. what i've heard yeah but it's, it yeah it's hard it's hard yeah it's just hard i'm i'm scared that everyone would be that that sometimes art will be sacrificed because people are afraid that it will hurt or not hurt mm -hmm. but make others too uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I liked your point, Charlie, though, too, like, because it, a lot of this music is for such a broad audience, question mark, like they're marketing toward, I don't even know, like, every, what do they say? Everyone? Like, I don't know. Because you're saying yeah. she's such a big phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, the whole planet for forever. Like, <laughs> right. now until next 10,000 years. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting, too. Like, I mean, that's harder to do because 
if you are cutting so many things, like, then do you not say anything at all? But this is, like, much... This is further away than, like, cutting out a word that people were like, hey, that kind of sucks. And then it's like, oh, my bad. Like, let me get rid of that. I think that's cool. I think it's just interesting. We're talking about, like, the spectrum or the line of, like, where do you stop editing? Where is kind of, like, delivering a shock or something, like, maybe offensive? Where can that be effective? Question mark? Yeah. It's interesting. We'll definitely be talking about that more. I have a feeling. Like three years from now, I'll be like, listen, <laughs> we have like very, very like chapter mature, 17. We have very mature <laughs> thoughts about this now. <laughs> um, but let's move on to new music that uh, new music that's that's out now um, that came out last week. And uh, I'll start with Calvin Harris. So the, uh, from the newsletter this week, we talked about Calvin Harris, Maggie Rogers, which we've already talked about. So probably we don't need to go over that again. And then uh, Coco Rocco. So I'll start with Calvin, Calvin Harris. Um, to be honest, I'm not like a super fan of Calvin Harris. Like I don't know all the stuff that's happening, with, uh, you know, with, with his vibe. But honestly, it is just like great beach music for me. Like it's kind of popped up like a couple of times. And um and like living in, especially living in Miami and stuff, you know, it was like, that was like, oh, this is going to work. Everyone's going to be kind of happy. We're going to drink some Coronas. We're going to, everyone's going to get a weird pan. It's going to be unbalanced and we're, we're going to be here, you know? And um, <laughs> I don't know. So I was digging it, you know, it's like at, at a time where it felt like it's like, okay, summer's, summer feel, for me, especially summer feels like it's a kind of winding down, you know, it's like, it's just like. Crap! I need to like update syllabi, and I need to blah blah blah, and like, where are all mm. my Halloween decorations? Like, I'm kind of <laughs> amped for that, and so it's like, but no, no, no. We have like a few more weeks. Let's listen yeah. to this, like, uh, this kind of like summer uh, album. So, Guardian said about it, um, about the album called "Funk Wave Bounces Volume 2. I totally dig like that. I totally dig everything about that title. I think it's interesting. Um, Guardian says, there's something irresistibly joyous about the low stakes, funky feel Harris summons at will, no matter who's at the mic. And there's a bunch of guest people, which who I also like speaking of Pharrell um, and uh, people like Young Thug, Dua Lipa and a little bit of Justin Timberlake. So I, I thought this was cool. I don't know that I'll be listening yeah. to it a bunch and definitely reviews. It seems like on the Internet have been kind of like, yeah, this is nice. You know, it's like kind of cool, but it's not like maybe el- going to be in our top 10 album of the year <laughs> or, or something like that. But, but I thought, I thought it was nice vibes. I'm just always impressed too. When people like that can kind of like last, if that makes sense, like he's still like chilling. I don't know. Like, I feel like I knew who he was when I was like 11. I'm like, Oh, Calvin Harris <laughs> is like the new thing maybe earlier, but like, yeah, just, it's cool. It's cool to me when people are still kind of like doing their thing. And he's like, he was, maybe this is totally out, but like for me, he was one of the first like mainstream people that was like, it was like that thing where it's like producing, featuring artists. In my life, he was like one of the first people where I was like, oh, I know his name and like he's doing that thing. So like, I don't know, good for him. Yeah, back in my day, we had like Moby. Have you ever heard of Moby? I feel like I should have, but oh no. Oh my god, no. Yeah, no, no, no. It's kind of crazy that you don't know who Moby is, but 
is totally fine also he's uh, but he was kind of more of like a dj it was like a kind of a oh like a dj figure but he was like it was big in like the um in uh probably the early 2000s especially like on mtv and all that kind of stuff like there's some stuff if i played you a moby tune you probably would be like oh yeah i've heard that oh or whatever like okay, a, okay. Or, or something it's like pretty ubiquitous but huh um, but like producer did, doesn't sing or or anything you know it's like yeah yeah then like has samples or have other people sing on it but um But yeah, I think I think there's a it is kind of interesting because every generation seems to have their person that kind of does that or something. If that Where makes that started it, because now I know some people, but I feel like he was the first one where I was like, oh, and you're like singing the line like. <laughs> yeah, well, like for Pharrell, right, that's a kind of a thing, too. It's like that. That's Pharrell's like a, something like that, too. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh. Cool. So yeah, that's so that that was Kelvin Harris, and then uh, we talked about so we talked about uh, the Maggie Rogers surrender, which which is cool. That came out the same. Uh, that came out like two weeks ago, actually. So I think that came out along with like Beyonce and uh, the Domi and Katie. Mm -hmm. uh, so that that you know that was a huge that felt like a huge weekend or a few, huge week for yeah. new releases like we haven't really had in a while. Um, but yeah, that, that album is cool. We talked a little bit about that. And then there's, um, there's this group, group Coco Roco, which I didn't know. I love the uh, name. Before this yeah. popped up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but L London based jazz group, um, with like some, I kind of pulled up the, the Guardian article about them like a few years ago. So the, they, uh, Guardian listed them as ones to watch in like, I think this is like 28. 2019 so it said the young london-based afro beat band achieved a perfect blend of west african rhythms and improv on their uh, upcoming ep at the time so uh this is definitely like feels like there's some stuff that feels really jazz to me there's some stuff that's like like afro beat thing like world music-y kind of thing there's some things on it that feel more like pop beat kind of things or r&b kind of things so um yeah. Afrobeat is coming back. <laughs> I feel like it's everywhere now. Mm. I was, you know, it started off with Davido in that, um, what's that? If, I think that's the name of the song. And then Burna Boy. Oh. And then, yeah, on the low, on the low. And anyways, <laughs> Beyonce. Coco yeah, right. you know like everyone the Afrobeat is coming back and london london's just like god everybody, is, i guess i know yeah there's a great i don't know if it's still um i don't know if it's still a thing but there's a great like uh spotify uh playlist that's like london like uk based jazz um, oh my god and it really is like some of the coolest stuff uh it, it's like very if it, it just feels much more fluid like it, it seems like they're mm. it seems like the back there and it, i think it seems like a pretty small scene too like the that scene there though but it is like very collaborative they're like very open to a lot of stuff and there's like a lot of mixing of different genres and sounds and all that kind of stuff it's like very cool it just feels very, i think like, that's really cool you know yeah, yeah it like feels young it just feels like it's like very vibrant like they're just trying stuff um yeah which is cool uh yeah but definitely definitely like something to check out i've been kind of listening to it <laughs> It's funny. I listened to so many things through the uh, 
through the lens of Maddie, who's my not, not now fiance, both of you know Maddie, but like I'll, I'll, I was like playing this in the other room where I was like doing something and she was like, I'm sick of hearing like the brr, 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 brr. And like, well, it's just this song. I was like, I was just, I know it happened. And then like, as soon as it did like a brr, I was like, oh, she's going to come in here and she's going to be like, you are giving me a panic attack, right? Like you're stressing me out with like the trombone thing that's happening in here or whatever. Oh. My like, God. It happened once or twice, and I was like, I was kind of like waiting. I was like bracing. I was like, she's gonna. I know she's about to come in here. I'm just gonna wait till she tells me to turn it off. Or like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, then she came in and and, uh, and she's like, what is this? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, I waited three times, and I was like, oh my God, I waited three times too. It's like so <laughs> funny, like how how well we know that like the whatever the the line trying to be like we're both trying to figure it out. But then I was like, well, let's just listen to the next song because it's totally different. Then it's like a totally different vibe. But then it kind of went back to the... Burr, 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 burr. I, to like, I was a little out for her, you know, maybe. But at least while she's like making, like baking or something or doing whatever. Uh, but but I, I dig it. It's it's really cool. I like the singing on it too and the horn arrangements and stuff were cool. So um, it, it was fun. Anything else about the uh, Coco Roco or any of the new music stuff? I'm sorry, I kind of bogarted that, um, that segment. No. I feel like you're... no, 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 not at all. Uh, but... I just like when stuff is like a little different than what everyone is doing. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I'm always like, cool. Yeah. I'm always like, cool. <laughs> cool. I'm always like, wow. Way to be, cool. Amy. That's a great way to be. Cool. I it. <laughs> hey, thumbs up. No, no, <laughs> that sounded so bad. No, I just, yeah, I think it's like. I think it's really cool. Let me think of a different word for next time. Maybe next time I should be banned from saying cool. Yeah, I, know. I say cool a lot too. That's kind of my. I mean, obviously, I have a lot of default words like cool and spooky and stuff. That even something either cool or spooky. There's like you know. You're no, an, I really you're did. An angel or a demon. The, um... It also made me want to listen more too. I like when music does that. When I hear it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be checking more of that out yeah i think you know I, with this with this part of the newsletter too i think you know we're specifically trying to kind of like spotlight new stuff that's coming out um you know there's been a lot written about how like older music is kind of dominating especially in streaming like um like old like people listen to old music that is maybe a few like five or years old five years old or older like that's like 70 some percent of the music that people listen to like on streaming and stuff and then that, that mm. number is actually going up um, wow. so it has been going up for a few years and and um and so just wanted to like uh to ha like be a spotlight just like a, a way for people to kind of like you know be exposed to new things that are coming out so it's like oh i like that i don't like that or whatever and they can just kind of like add it to their playlist and sometimes it's hard to find like yes Honestly, even for me, it's like, how do you, first of all, as an artist, ha whatever, yeah, ha like get it marketed, but it's just cool. It's cool to like experience new music through word of mouth, I think is like awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Uh, because like everyone, there's something being released every day. So it's like, sometimes it can be overwhelming. So that's maybe why we go back to like the things that we listened to five years ago, because we just can't des decide on something or like decide like what's good so mm -hmm. it's nice that we can this like gives at least doing this part of the of the newsletters like oh i get to look for new stuff yeah let's go hunting 
Let's go. Let's, let, let's, let's go, go shopping. Band camp. Let's go like see what's happening on Weird Bandcamp or SoundCloud. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there, I, there's always more stuff than it seems like there is, you know, just because of. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think it's cool. It is it is hard though, and I, there's no shade on like listening to old music too. I think that's great. Yeah. Too. Like, there's a comfort in like, oh, I know this. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. You don't always want to meet new people every day, constantly. You know, yeah. Because it's nice to see someone <laughs> yeah. you know, and you're like, "Oh yeah, it's you again." Oh, you again. <laughs> cool. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. Uh, we'll, yeah. We'll wrap up the newsletter really quick with um, our extra Choco Taco instead of extra credit this week. It was Choco Taco because Choco Taco is also back. But uh, this one is like very, very much from like my weird. Uh, we like brain where, where it was like uh, <laughs> advice from this video game developer. It's like the nerdiest thing I could find, but I was just like, okay, I like I was like uh, listening to this interview, and I was like, you know, I'm kind of feeling that, and it actually connected to something that uh, that I had written about like a few weeks ago. Uh, but he had uh, so this guy John uh, John Carmack, um, he invented like a bunch of famous old video games, like especially in the '90s and stuff, but. Um, uh, but he said, advice for young people, he said, embrace the grind, understand as much as you can and be prepared for opportunities to present themselves. You can't just say, this is my goal in life and just and just push at that. You're going to make more total progress if you say, I'm preparing myself with this broad set of tools and then I'm being aware of all the ways things are changing as I move through the world, as the whole world changes around me and then looking for opportunities to deploy the tools that you've built. Um, and that's something that I, I talked about all the time, right? This kind of like, there is no plan, mm-hmm. only preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, I love that's that. Like my, in my notes app. <laughs> like a signature quote of mine. But the I love it. Um, but you know, it's just like this in this kind of idea where it's like you try to build like some broad skills, and and maybe that's determined by what you're interested in and what seems cool at the time, like what seems interesting at the time, and then you just kind of keep an eye out, keep adding to like the box and then it's like there's opportunities pop up you know that were there before or weren't there before and then it's time to say like yeah i got something for that i Um, love that it just alleviates so much like i don't even know the word panic pressure worry control like wanting control i just love it because it's like my whole issue was like i have a skill set how do i use it and you're saying like relax (laughs) like this may be like think about today and tomorrow and next month and that's it and then next month you can think about the next month whatever you know what i mean yeah it's cool i like that it's very freeing yeah yeah because like what you can control i guess is to be like oh yeah i want to try to figure that out right that seems that seems kind of hard and overwhelming too, but it's also that's like one of the easiest things in the world once you know how to figure stuff out. Like once you kind of get good mm-hmm. at learning, right? Then it's like I'm like such a nerdy teacher, but it's just like you know, <laughs> no. Once you can fi- like once you can problem solve and stuff, then it's like oh, there's a new problem. Like, you know, uh. like oh, there's like a weird new keyboard and like the knobs are different than I'm used to. Like that's kind of exciting. Like I can do <laughs> that. You know, like I can sit down and like turn all the knobs and figure out what they do. You know what I mean? Like I can, yeah. it's totally yeah. to be like, why are you, you know, what are you going to do with these knobs? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just, I don't know what they do yet. Even, you know, like, <laughs> figure it out. Just play. 
Just play. Well, yeah. also, like, I forget that there that other people exist. Whenever I panic, I'm not thinking about the fact that there are other people who are alive. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, Charlie, do you know how this knob works? I'm, like, looking at it, and I don't get it. You're like, oh, I think I've seen one of those before. <laughs> I don't know about this. Anyways. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, let, let's kind of wrap it up a little bit. Is there anything... Um... First of all, great pod, everybody. Big, big, uh, big, big round of applause, everybody. I liked uh, it. We should use it. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It anyway, we'll see. I liked it. Um, so, I'll, um, thanks for listening and supporting Foray Music. For more, follow us on Instagram at Foray Music. Subscribe to our newsletter at forayMusic.substack.com and check out our brand spanking new website at forayMusic.com. I actually wrote in the script. Check out our spanking brand new website. Yeah. I was like having a moment. I was having a moment there. I had a, whatever. <laughs> My computer program crashed for a second while I was doing that. We don't, there's no spanking on the website. It's just, uh, it's just basically us and the stuff we're doing. Um, so check it out. It's, it's, it's getting there. It's pretty cool. Um, anything interesting coming up? Anything excited? I'm going camping this week, which I'm really uh, stoked about i bought this new like infra inflatable uh like raft like it's like a, um like it's called like a micro raft it's like kind of a like kayaky kind of a thing but you like inflate it so you don't have to like put it on your car and stuff and like you go with kayak pedals Ooh. so we were stoked about using that for the first time amazing uh, this weekend and um yeah there, there's other stuff but that that's probably what i'm most stoked about right now any yeah uh, any, anything exciting uh, what? Amy's like, I'm moving to New York. <laughs> no, uh, every time someone asks me anything, I'm like, well, no, I, no, I'm excited. This weekend, I'm going upstate, um, to the Adirondacks. There's this like, I have a lot of family there, not a lot. Well, yeah, a lot, a lot. But my godparents live there, and I grew up doing like circle music on the porch with them but it's morphed into this like festival it's called they call it still what we have always called it. it's called saunders fest um and it's in this like amusement park but that makes it sound too big it's like kind of small by a lake but there's like a lot of people rolling up and i am like singing with my dad in a quintet but there's like a lot going on there's like a lot of music from like two to the end of the night and that's on saturday so I'm excited because I haven't been to the lake in a while and I haven't been in like four years because of school. So I don't really know what it's like, but it should be fun. That's awesome. You're going to get more pillows? Like more um, I, pillows. I know, I, I know. I think, <laughs> I think I should. I'm trying to like hold on to like things. I'm like, let me, anything out of Rondaki, give it to me. I mean, it's funny. I'm actually wearing. <laughs> Anyways. Wow. Repping. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, that's cool. How about you, Alexandria? <laughs> um, well, I'm not going uh, to the mountains. Uh, I'm going... <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm going to the museum tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to the Isabella Gardner Museum. I, I'm excited about that. I've been trying to like do the museums in Boston. So I'm excited about that. Also, I like um, my I, I played flute on this thingy for my friend 
my brother's friend Bobby Earth, which just got released yesterday. So I'm excited to like actually listen to it to see how it sounds. <laughs> Yay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go see some art. Yay. Good deal. Good deal. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Alex and Amy, your heroes. Thanks, um, Charlie. Thank you. That's Charlie. you. So check out the newsletter and hang out. Let us know what you think. Okay, yeah. bye. Bye. Here we're recording. <laughs>